1: Hi everybody, it's Russ from MyHammers11. I hope you're all safe and well. Uh, obviously, use the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell notification so you're made aware of any time we put new content on. Obviously, we have videos going up daily, particularly while we're still uh, all working from home and, and lockdown and stuff. But uh, sometimes two to three videos a day, and every one of them is a belter. Every one of them is people are taking the time out to record and um, talk about their memories and the players they that are important to them. So make sure you hit that bell notification so you don't miss any of the content. We've got some great guests coming up. I know I say that, but it's true, it's like a conveyor belt, um, and lots of great fans and YouTubers and things like that. So obviously, we've got today, we've got, uh, we've got Stelios. Stelios who's um, from the hammers united sort of group of youtubers how are you celius?
2: i'm very well mate thank you um uh yeah like you very busy trying to fit everything in but uh absolutely delighted to uh to be on the show uh, it's a cracking show so thank you
1: thank you we do try i'm trying yeah it's good and, it, and it's weird because it's it's you know it's um you know I've, I've, i was talking to someone the other day and he was like oh what, what, what's next what's next with my hammers 11 content wise I was like oh, just Karen chatting to people where West Ham, you know.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so sort that's of what that's what it says
1: in the tin, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, no, it's really, it's going, it's going great. I think, uh, I think you're probably around our seventieth or something like that. Um, guests we've had on, which is is mental, really. When I first thought of it, and sort of, uh, you know, I thought it'd be crazy to get even like thirty or forty, and then it's just. Have
2: like, you have you got a target? Have you got an overall target to achieve? yes
1: and it might take a few years 500 on my target
2: <laughs> oh wow
1: so you know there's, i mean there's sixty thousand people every game you know and so uh you know we should get 500 then but um yeah 500 eventually so it'll take a few years but it, it is the the idea is to mirror a survey i saw the club did in 2003 where they had 500 fans so you know, I'd like to get around there, and obviously, you know, well, a plastic. few more, a few less, but you know, we'll keep we'll keep plugging away. And um, and obviously, you know, until recently, we haven't had anything live to talk about or moan about, so we've only got a few more days. That's coming and, up uh, soon, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's coming up soon, and we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, at least it gives people a chance to think back and look at stuff and look at memories and and uh, and 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 sort of document them really, because you know, for maybe a lot of the older fans, the, the more experienced fans, you know they might not be around in 20, 30 years time, you know, so YouTube hopefully will hopefully still be around. So we'll have all these, all these memories in place. Um, so, so for you still, I mean, obviously, you know, the format of the channel we talked to you about, it's, it's, the, it's the best Zoom call you have all day, basically. To be
2: fair, <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Uh, <laughs> so for you, you still, where did it all start for you? Your West Ham sort of, why, why West Ham?
2: It, well, interesting because uh, I've, I've seen quite a lot of the interviews you've done and, and most of the people are from that area. Yeah. Um, but for me, it wasn't quite the same thing I'm, you know, being being Greek Brought up, born and raised in North London My um, old man used to take me to Arsenal mm. Hated it, you know And I wanted to support a team of my own And, uh, you know, I had cousins Who were Arsenal fans and Spurs fans All trying to persuade me to support one of those clubs But I just wanted to a club of my own And when I was a kid <laughs> And I know it sounds really daft But when I was a kid, I used to get these annuals You know, yeah. shoot magazine and stuff like that and I remember reading um, about West Ham and about Spurs at the time and, and about their exploits in Europe in the 60s. Um, and uh, I just thought, well, West Ham sound interesting. And then it talked about, you know, the three players that were in the World Cup final, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, that sounds good. I didn't even know where West Ham was, you know, living in North London. I didn't, I didn't know how to get there or anything. And, uh, and I thought, right, well, it'll be a team. That, that's the team I'm going to follow. And um, my first memory, I convinced myself that I went to a, U, a midweek European game at the age of 14. I'm sure I didn't, but I remember going to a midweek game at the age of 14, sneaked out of home because my mum wouldn't let me go. And uh, uh, it was around, seven, what was it, 76, we were in the Cup Winners' Cup. And, yeah. uh, and I, went, I went there and I just remember the atmosphere. And I just remember sort of take, being taken in by what was around me. Hardly saw any of the game because I'm not a tall lad. And I just remember thinking, that's it. That yeah. that was the bug. And, uh, and ever since then, and it's a weird one because, you know, I, it, I feel almost embarrassed because a lot of a lot of the guys that you've uh, spoken to have gone, yeah, I've been I mean, born in the area, raised mm-hmm. in the area, etc. But I didn't have that. I just knew yeah. I wanted a team of my own. And... and wasn't for the glory. <laughs> no, That <it> certainly wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was it. So, you know, from very early age, 14, you know, went to my first game and I just fell in love with it. Yeah. I just remember the crowd. I just remember the atmosphere and the buzz of uh, yeah. uh, the bowling. Exactly.
1: You know, and I, and I, I mean, you know, we do, we do set more and more now because yeah, we've interviewed a lot of people, a lot of more experienced fans and they tend to be around the area. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the, a lot of the sort of the, the American hammers and the Scandinavian hammers and people like that. Similar. They, they, they picked a team and West Ham was mm-hmm. their team and, and they became fanatical about it. And that's, that's what I really enjoy is like how fanatical they are. And, yeah. and you know, cause there's no geographical link to them. So it's all, mm-hmm it's not like they were made to be a West Ham fan. I think a lot of people have been made to be a West Ham fan and have since, you know, since had to go on that journey. Well, it's great
2: because when when a lot of fans, you know, especially from abroad, when they, you know, when you often hear what what teams they support, they talk about Man U or Liverpool Mm. or, you know, Arsenal or whatever. And, And then when you find someone, you know, from overseas or whatever that is a West Ham fan, you know, you just think, and you do ask them the question, Why? And they yeah. they kind of give you the similar answer, well, look at the club and look at the history and look at the you know the atmosphere and stuff like that, and you can see you know what they what we see you know that yeah. they are you know once you sort of get that that bug of uh, of west Ham um it stays with you why why support any other team you know yeah.
1: so. <laughs> no you're right and it, and you're right it's a bug it's it, and it's not you know. Football is very much second to being a West Ham fan, to be honest. It is yeah. about the sense of community. And as you said, like, like the atmosphere and, you know, particularly in the, old, in the old ground, you know, obviously, you know, Green Street and the tightness of the ground and, yeah, you know, and, and, and the people and the friends you've met and particularly, you, yeah. you know, yourself, obviously, you know, coming from North London, probably a lot of the people you end up becoming friends with weren't from North London because they're from, exactly. you know, people you saw at exactly. the ground and stuff. And, yeah. and that's, what's, that's what's basically come out it's been a thread through the whole of this all of the videos is that you know particularly the fan ones and sometimes the player ones because they might be you know people like Cotty who are like boyhood fans and stuff Mm -hmm. it's that theme of of sort of togetherness and family which is lovely and um I hope it becomes more of a thing you know yeah I don't think you know I've, I've said it before I don't think we're our fans are as you know split compared to other fan bases um really you know like mm-hmm. Arsenal fan tv and stuff is hilarious isn't it? and well, how there's, yeah, how there's yeah. division there but um yeah it has been a bit fractious and i think it's about getting everyone back together again and it's sort of what we're trying to do here you know and it's it's and it's it's just trying to be positive about
2: the about it's being trying West to Fantastic. also maintain that community i think because yeah. i think a lot of that has been you know a lot of fans are saying it's that's been lost since we moved ground you know, since the bowling days, um, that, that sense of community seems to be a bit, um, mm. sort of a bit that fragmented. And and I think, you know, things like this, things like what you're doing and and all the sort of the, uh, you know, the fans that do all the YouTube channels or the podcasts, mm. etc. It's trying to bring all that back together and trying to maintain that, that sense of community. Because that, that's what West Ham fans sort of know. You know, uh, that's what we sort of, because as you said, it's sometimes not about the football. I mean, the football has mm. been tragic at times, and yeah. uh, you know, and, but uh, we, we carry on supporting because, you know, I go to a game, go to the supporters club, meet people there, you mm-hmm. know, it's people you'd know, it's people you're familiar with, you know, you've got a good rapport with them. And uh, you know, even even after a game, if we've lost, we sort of go back to the supporters club and we still have a drink and a chat and a laugh. And uh, yeah. that's what West Ham's really about. And yeah, you're absolutely right. When you look at sort of like Arsenal fan TV, et cetera, and they, they go into some sort of frenzy, mm. you know, even when they win, they go into a frenzy, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you know, we, we, we all have our moans. Of course we do, but uh, it's about that sense of community with West Ham, and that's what we should maintain. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. totally, totally agree. And <coughs> yeah, it's, it, it's you're totally right. And and you know, as I said, doing the channel, talking to fans, you know, they're they're keeping that sense of community going by, you know, as I said on Saturday, you know, I've been invited to a couple of Zoom Watch Along parties. You know, I might have to try and join into a couple of them when I'm at the ground. But you know, it's it's <laughs> it's it's not it's lovely, and it you know, and it's he said it is that community sort of spirit, and it is that sense of togetherness, which you know, probably every club has, but it seems West Ham has more. I just, I it just feels
2: like it feels more. like it. it feels, yeah, absolutely. It does. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: And, and again, it's pretty, it's where it came from. I think because it's where it came from, you know, you you know, there's a, there's a lot of experienced fans who were around the area who did, you know, live around the corner and a lot of players who live around the corner, that sort of 60s, mm. 70s era as well. So there was that sort of sense of togetherness and stuff. Um mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, feet from Houston, that's obviously from sort of, yeah mid-70s onwards, there must be some some highlights, some, some sort of things which, which stick out in your mind as, as, as key yeah, West Ham I moments mean, for you.
2: I'm, I'm lucky enough. I, you know, I didn't go to the games, but I'm lucky enough to see the 75 Cup final. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky enough to have seen the 80 Cup final. I've seen us win Something. <laughs> and, I've
1: uh, seen this with the Inter Cup. So, um, <laughs> there you go. Um,
2: and and also the near, you know, the near misses as well. I think what was it, eighty one, the League Cup final, yeah. and uh, eighty six, the FA Cup final, and stuff like that. You know, so there's a lot of. I mean, I've got good memories. You know, I'm lucky enough to be yes. old enough to to mm. to remember it that far back. And uh, seventy five. I mean, come on. You know, it was. Uh, yeah well, I, everyone says well it was against a second division team, but it doesn 't matter you 're in a cup final yeah. you know and uh and uh, and to and to win you know and it's quite it 's really exciting you know Whoops, mm-hmm. i was thirteen at the time when we won the f a cup and uh it was just uh, just an amazing experience to see. So that that stuck out in my mind, yeah. But then there's some bad times, you know. The times we yeah. got relegated, and you know that, that when we got relegated, God, what was the year when we got relegated with probably one of our best teams ever, with the likes of Joe Cole, Rio Ferdinand, and stuff like that. That yeah, sticks in your mind yeah. as well. And uh, and you sort of sit and wonder how did that ever happen? You know, when yeah. when you had almost what was to be, you know what was it a third of the England squad playing for yeah. us you know yeah. and stuff like that and things like that stick in your mind as well and uh, uh but I think I think probably it's been said by a lot of people that my, my greatest memory has got to be the last game at the bowling yeah you know I was lucky enough to go there you know that the, going there on uh on the day got, got there early my, my daughter was with me she was uh 13 14 at the time um, and we had a real rigmarole of getting tickets. So I had a ticket, but I had to get a ticket for her, and then we had to swap tickets with other people in order to sit on the same same place and uh, And I just remember when we finally got in there we we were lucky enough to be sitting where all the players were yeah you know so we saw Tra- Trevor Sinclair and Gabidon and uh, and a few others uh, sort of all sitting up in the top west end uh, the, the west end corner top line, yeah. and, uh, and that was that was probably. You know, my greatest memory. I mean, very tearful, very uh, um, just the whole the whole day, yeah. spending it with friends in advance and then seeing the game. And of course, the result as well. I mean, there was icing yeah. on the cake. Um, so I've been lucky. I've been really lucky. I've seen some real downs, but, uh, you know, I've seen some real ups. Cup yeah. finals, you know, last game at the bowling, et etc., it's been a it's been a whirlwind of a of a of a, of a journey, I think.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. Do you know? Yeah, it, isn't, it
2: isn't. Well, we'll soon find out on Saturday. And that's won't what we, we.
1: love. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all confident. I'm all confident. I was on the west. I was on the west. Uh, we are West Ham podcast the other day, and I, I put us down for a two 0 win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's literally me every game, though. I come in. Oh, what's, the, what's the result we got? Two 0 Always two 0 it's my stock. It's almost like Tourette's you know. <laughs> two 0 It's like okay, us again. But we'll see. It's going to be different. It's going to be weird. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's mm-hmm. going to be a bit mm-hmm. strange. I think it's going to be strange for the players as well, um, because we're still, you know, in essence, it's a. We're still treating it like a match day, so there'll still be, you know, music and things like that as well yeah Uh, yeah too weird but it still will be weird um but we'll see we'll see and hopefully i'll I'll try and shoot a little bit from within the compound um over the next when i'm back in there so uh, that'd be quite interesting no one mm-hmm. else like that so exclusive content although i noticed Col- Col- well, i it's colton colton was doing some stuff uh on instagram from inside the ground as well but uh, he's a little bit more oh, famous than me so i know that one um <laughs> right so um so what we'll do is uh, we we'll do this hammers 11 thing as you as you know yeah. so it's about um, 11 you know 442 if we can um you have to be alive to have seen them play. as so, you know, mid seventies onwards, you have got quite a yep. good spread there, um, and it's your eleven, so you can do whatever you want with it. Basically, cool. It's nice and simple. Um, so, so who will go in goal for the uh, the Stelios eleven?
2: Well, uh, the goalkeeper I've I've got uh, is because it was my first memory of West Ham is yep. Mervyn Day. Yep. Um, you know, it was I, when I when I started to support the club. Um, he was the he he was like a like a bit of an icon for me you know the, the mm. back then i mean i 'm talking to the seventies you know hippie hairstyles yeah. and and all that sort of stuff and I remember him playing for west Ham and, and and just remembering just how you know nineteen years of age youngest goalkeeper in the FA cup final mm. um uh, and and just his the the, the the way he went about his goalkeeping, he wasn't our best goalkeeper. We've had brilliant goalkeepers, Phil Parks and McClosco and stuff like that. But for me, you know, for a, for a lad at that age, so confident to be, you know, to be in goal. Um, And he was, he was my real sort of one of my first memories of West Ham. So uh, because of that, I'm I'm going with Mervyn Day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good shout. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm, i'm sorry i've got my i've got my spreadsheet up as we speak Uh mervyn day is that the first no 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 no. it's not the first time he's come up there we go i didn't think it was um Uh yes as you said mervyn day good chat and you yeah i think it was it someone said as soon as he got as soon as he got married he
2: got shit Um, (laughs) well he just had so he just had so much potential and uh it it did go wrong for him it it really did and i think injuries maybe Mm. played a part in that but uh you know for me i mean he could have been he could have been he should have been maybe uh an england an england player but i mean we had some great goal, goalies in the 70s mm-hmm. you know even phil parks couldn't get in the england mm-hmm. team let alone Mervyn day so uh but uh, yeah, yeah, it did. It did go a bit sour for him. But uh, yeah, as I said, he wasn't. He wasn't the greatest goalie we had. No, exactly. But he certainly, you know, he, and was he made impacts on you, but... and that's
1: that's the idea. It's about making yeah. an impacts and impression on yourself. Um, okay, yeah. I'll put Mervyn in. Let's go left back. Then Stelios, who's left back for you, man?
2: Um, I struggled with this one. Uh, because I would have. I would have said Frank Lampard senior, but I didn't really. You know, sort no. of. Um, but it's got to be, it's got to be Julian Dix, yeah. you know, and I know that sounds a bit cliche, but uh, you know, it's got to be him. Um, what was it? Over, over 200 odd, 260 appearances for the club, oh, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. And apart from that little blip when he went to Liverpool for whatever reason, <laughs> but he came back home. <laughs> he,
1: he came back. That's what um,
2: and he was a hard man. I, I, you know, I think you'll find with all my uh, defenders, they're just hard men, yeah. you know, sort of proper passionate, uh players and uh yeah dix was well you know i mean he, he he played football with a swagger didn't he he mm-hmm. was like you know for a for a defender you know and that left foot of his you know uh, yeah. uh just uh yeah it had to be him had to yeah, be Julian yeah, dix.
1: yeah and it's funny because obviously we we have a you know this sort of we put these players on like pedestals like someone like Julian and very much so you know you know across the across the series so far um and will continue to be definitely um and then when you listen to the, the way they the players talk about him it's really funny and like you know you have watching him but it, what they say about him in training and stuff like that absolutely brilliant this is well, and he, you didn't train, that did he? he didn't trade. you know <laughs> he just like came he didn't warm up you know, as you as like, you know, Breaker and, and Butler, you know, they would had to warm up for like half an hour stretching. He'd just come out lamping <laughs> balls Then he'd gather have a you know can of Coke and a Mars bar and start playing. It's like amazing, it? Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And it's true, you know, we always think, you know, because the way he's sort of slow, but he actually trained that way and the way yeah. you know, it's actually brilliant. Right, <laughs> we'll put we'll put Jules in. Uh, let's go right back then. we got right back well, th-
2: this one's a bit left field. I don't know if you've had this one yet. Uh, Thomas Repka.
1: Oh yeah, no, Yeah, 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 Have yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Repka, too. yeah, oh, Repka, brilliant
2: player. I mean, you know what a debut he made for West Ham, being sent off in his first game. <laughs> and, it happened
1: uh, quite a lot that period, didn't it? Marco Doggers yeah. as well.
2: Uh, can you imagine Repka playing in today's game? No, oh. you know he'd never play. He'd always nah. be red carded. Um, But I, you know, again for me, uh, it's purely because of his passion. I mean, mm. I know we we as fans took a while to get used to him, Um and maybe he took a while to get used to West Ham, but. When he left, you know, last game for us in tears. And mm. you wouldn't imagine a, ha- a hard man like that to sort of like be passionate. And we talk an awful lot these days about foreign players not being passionate enough True. Uh, for, for the teams that they mm. play for. But then you look at someone like Repka and he took West Ham to his heart. And uh, I think for that, you know, you've got to ad- you admire the player. I mean, again, not the best right back we've had. Breaker was better and various others were better. But... Uh, yeah, he just had an impact on me, just, you know, because you knew, you almost laugh and you go, is Thomas going to survive the game today or is he going to yeah. be sent off? Yeah. Ironically, he was only ever sent off four times, but it felt like he was sent off almost every other week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, uh, Repka, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, just for his
1: passion, yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, and and you know he's he, he was a character, and he's even more a character since he retired from football.
2: Yeah, oh, God,
1: yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, Gra- I think Graham Howlett's one in uh, Needs at My Brown*. He, he did, um, he did one around the locked down eleven, and it was all ones in trouble with the law. And obviously, Thomas <laughs> Repke he basically gave his rap sheet after he joined. It's like brilliant, absolutely brilliant. There. But again, he's like he's he sort of epitomised that West Ham era. It was the yeah. crate like that. Harry Redknapp era around there was the craziest was period. Yep. But it was for me the most enjoyable period. Because again, you didn't, if, if, you didn't know if you didn't know Repka was gonna be he was gonna play ninety minutes. You didn't know if Paolo was gonna score well, do you have a strop? There was so <laughs> much it wasn't like it wasn't like a it's quite formulaic football is now, isn't it? It, it is. You know, there's yeah. no excitement, really. You know, you know that Liverpool are good, at the moment, Liverpool, until everything happened, Liverpool were going to win. How many goals are they were going to score, basically? And before that, you know, City were going to win. How many goals are they going to yeah. score? You don't get yeah. that craziness anymore, which I think no, is.
2: And it was crazy back then, and Retka oh, epitomized that, I think. Exactly. You know, and Get you're kaboogas, absolutely right. We had stuff. quite a few. Yeah, we had quite a few players that were quite similar. That back then, it's surprising we held it. We held it together at
1: all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you and you look at the craziness, you think, oh God, we were so like up and down crazes, and so many players going in. I was just doing some research, looking at some of the seasons, and obviously <laughs> the Redknapp era, we were like eighth, fifth. We were, you know, arguably yeah, our, it was our best. Yeah. Our best in Premier League. Finishing place, obviously yeah. not the top flight, but best Premier League, and we'd won that Inter Total Cup first time in but Europe the, since 1980.
2: And exactly, exactly. But the absolute irony when we finished fifth and we were banned from Europe. You know that was like <laughs> that's typical. Typical West Ham for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> typical West Ham. Right. Okay, we'll put Tommy in. He goes right back. Uh, first centre back, then Stelios.
2: Well, um, I, I originally had him in, in midfield. But in order to uh, accommodate all the attacking midfielders I've got, <laughs> i put him as a centre-back. It's Billy Bonds. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. It's really funny because I, I messaged you, I think, last week and I said, I'm struggling with defenders because it's like I've had all these attacking players that I wanted to put in. And, and I thought, I can't do this. I can't. It's ridiculous to actually have a, a really unbalanced uh, a team. So yeah. I put Bonzi in as centre-back to accommodate more attacking players at the fr- uh, in front of him. And you know, I mean, when you watch Billy Bonds play, another you know, another passionate player, yeah. you know, it's um, and a hard man, but passionate. And he loved the way he played football, we loved the way we saw him play football. Mm. And he was a real, a proper leader. And you know, we talk about Mark uh, Noble being Mr. West Ham now, yeah, but that's what Billy Bonds was back then, mm. you know, he mm. was Mr. West Ham, and uh, um. It, what he lifted two FA Cups. I mean, you yeah. know, when are we ever going to see that again uh, from a West Ham captain? So it had to be, you know, uh, yeah. Billy Bonds had to go in, the, in yeah. the back there,
1: exactly, exactly. And obviously, now, rightly so, has his, has his stand named after him now. So, absolutely, totally, mm-hmm. totally, totally deserving, totally agreed that that happened, right? Okay, we'll put, put Bonzo in. Who's Bonzo going to partner in the centre back position?
2: Um, James Collins, um. Now again again you know uh, he he looked like an old an old fashioned defender game. Yeah, 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 yeah you know because he, you know with collins it was like will he survive because he keeps putting his head into places that he shouldn't do yeah. you, know? <laughs> you know and uh, i mean you know that in the latter in the latter in the last few years you kind of think about think about the west ham players that have played for us and you you try to uh, uh, you know pinpoint players that you think really stood out amongst others and mm. we've had we've had some decent defenders so I was thinking about Winston Reid I was thinking about Gabidon I was thinking about who, who but Collins for me again just epitomize that that sort of passion mm. and it's really interesting because when we sold Collins to Villa we, we struggled and then we went down and then we came back up and, and had Collins back in the team and uh and I just I was sort of wondered back then you know would we have not gone down had Collins stayed with us rather than going off to Villa you Know but you know, um, and and for me, I think he just uh, he, he was again not the best defender no, but no. just a passionate defender, and uh, uh, yeah, Collins for me, uh, would, would go had, so you could see all, all our defenders are just like tough nuts, you know, and uh. You know, then then that that allows all the attacking midfield, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 we'll put GP in, yeah, no, he's, I, I agree, he's, he's, you know, I think, yeah, you're right, he's, he had this sort of, and I think even more so his second spell, he, he, he came back and had, you know, he just seemed to have just the adjuration of the fans, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, and he loved them and they loved him, and, um, Absolutely. yeah, no, great shout, we'll put Collins in. Okie dokie, Collins and Bons up in the mid uh, centre-backs. Let's go left midfield then. Who have we got left midfield instead? Of?
2: Well, um, people are going to hate me for this, um, but it's got to be Pyatt. Yep. Um, you know, I-, I know how it all ended and stuff like that, but uh, that last season at the Bolin, I mean, he gave us so many memories, mm. you know, and you can't take that away from him. No. Uh, and ironically, even when, you know, even in the beginning of the following season, until he left, he still gave us a few memories then, oh, yeah. but that season at the Bowling, you know, if it wasn't for Dimitri Payet, we wouldn't have had a season as great, oh, no, as no, not memorable as it was. And I know how a lot of fans are really upset with him, and it was very upsetting that he, he mm. left the way he did. Uh, and I know he came out recently and said about, you know, not being challenged enough and stuff like that, but, uh, you know, uh, it's funny because, as I said to you earlier, I, t- I, you know, I, I was thankful thankfully i was lucky enough to, to 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 be at the bowling for that yep. for that last season and i was taking my daughter a lot you know she's given up football now you know being 18 they go on to other things but uh mm-hmm. and i remember her you know going so who's playing dad and i'm saying oh well collins is playing or hi P- playing oh yeah he's the good one isn't he you know it's like everyone recognized just yeah. what a talent he, was. he and, was and he was so entertaining and and uh and driven and uh, it's such a shame we, we didn't build around him. It's mm. such a shame. It you is. know, whether he'd stayed or not, I don't know. I don't know. If, we, if we'd had invested better in the following season, would he have stayed? Who knows? But that that just for that one season, what he gave us was just, uh, you know, unforgettable. Yeah, you're right, you know? you're right.
1: There's not many players who have made such an impact in such a little time. That's basically yeah. it. You know, he, he did. He was... And you're right. Just, you know, he should, just for the memories of that last season he should be in, you know, it's cause cause he did, you know, for, for the modern fan, so to speak, he was, he's, he's still the best, you know, probably for a long time, the best player technically I've ever seen in the West Ham show. Yeah. And yep. It, yeah, you're right. You know, and it, it's, it's, he brought, you know, <laughs> someone said the other day, it's like there, there wasn't, it's not very often that we've had a player who is the player in the premier league. You know what I mean? He was like that season. He was, Dimitri Payet was the yeah, player. exactly.
2: Know, and, and we were um, lucky to have him. We were yeah. privileged.
1: We were yeah. very privileged to yeah. have him. That was that's a fact. Right, OK, we'll put Dimmy in left midfield. Let's go right midfield instead of us. Who have you got right midfield?
2: Well, uh, a player who I think was probably on par with him technically is Alan Devonshire. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, being a kid, you know, watching West Ham then. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still undecided who's my all-time favourite West Ham player. You know, and it's either Devonshire or Brooking. And uh and Devonshire was just I mean, if you if, if Devonshire was playing in today's game, yeah, he'd be a fifty, sixty million pound player, mm. I reckon. You know, yeah. and uh and, and if you think about, you know, I have sort of get given away who else is in <laughs> my team, but uh you think about someone like Devonshire playing on today's surface, yeah, what he could do. You know, he was playing on boggy pitches, yeah, and exactly. he was still a master at what he did you know his deft touch you know the way he passed the ball very equally weighted passes to the attacking strikers etc etc and uh he was a pleasure you know as a kid again you know as a youngster going to watch Mm. West Ham and seeing him play was just an absolute delight you could see he was a uh, a a class above most other players at that time and uh devonshire without
1: a doubt yeah, yeah exactly and and, and <laughs> it's it's true and it? you know and obviously you know having to having to reinvent himself as a play you know after the injury you know it was a, yeah. it was two players really it mm. was complete and uh no one does that anymore you know once they you know you look at michael owen you know where you know devonshire was was pacey in the you know before the injury and with yeah. a pace you know and then he got injured and had to become arguably more technical and more skillful you know yeah. to um, mm-hmm. yeah, like that game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, that's, you don't get that anymore now. You don't get that anymore. They, you know, really? People are known for one thing. So uh, well, I'll put Dev in. Okie dokie. Uh, midfield, Terry in
2: <laughs> Without a shadow yeah. of a doubt. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, as I've said, you know, it's between him and Devonshire as to who's my all time favourite. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the memory, you know, he scored the, the FA Cup winning goal. Mm. If, if only for that. Yeah. and nothing else you know you, you could say that uh, that's why he's in my team but uh another player in today's a, day and age he was another, another another modern player in a in 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 uh, in, uh years gone by yeah. you know and he would have again if he if he'd been playing today again you could you he would be sought after by god knows how many how many teams yeah. around yeah you know and uh Graceful, graceful. It's funny because uh, in preparation, I sort of reminded myself of a few clips of uh, of the past, mm. and uh, the um, the uh, Cup Winners' Cup semi-final when he scored a brace, and the way he took his first, you know, his his first goal was ahead of His second goal, where just the ball came to him, and he slipped past the defender and just tucked it in the corner. I mean, you know, graceful, absolutely yeah. graceful, and uh, just just a fantastic player and a and a and a great uh, ambassador for West Ham as well. You know um yeah definitely into yep
1: so trev yep so trev definitely we'll put him in uh okay trev and dev okay let's go who's the last place in midfield going to um
2: i wanted to put pat holland in but then there were too many wide players um and then it was a toss-up between scott parker and and mark noble yeah and and i've gone for noble um now, I, I, if you ever watch any of uh, my my uh, reviews on on Irons United on YouTube, I often give him a hell of a lot of stick. But yeah. that's because we expect a lot of him, mm. and he's got a hell of a lot of uh, responsibility on his shoulders. Yeah. And uh, and and we know he's coming to the end of his career. But mm. I think Noble, for his longevity. He could have gone to other clubs. I think what was it? Several years back, I think was it Stoke that we were in for something him? Like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And he And he, he stayed because he's a you know West Ham through and through. And how many players do you get these days that are West Ham through and through? In fact, you know, some of the other players I've mentioned, Brooking was West Ham through and through, but yeah. that's a bygone era, so you don't get that anymore. No. And you uh, you gotta respect Noble for yeah, absolute passion that he has for the club and uh, and again he's not necessarily the best player. Uh, we've got we've ever had but he he's heart and soul in yeah. for West Ham and uh he's carried the team at times and like I say I do I do give him I, I know a lot of my mates that will be watching this will be laughing, going you pick Noble yeah like, you keep giving him stick and I do but that's because I expect so much of him and uh uh but he he you know he's um he's a uh, a great um, another great ambassador for yeah. West Ham United, and uh, and I hope when he does you know hang his boots up, we he has a role uh in the future mm. with the club, you know, whether it be you know training the under 23s or whatever it might be. But they're the sort of players or or, or characters that we need to keep at West Ham uh when their careers are over. Definitely. So, yeah, there you go, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> Martin uh, Oval, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: but I mean, I, I mean, as you said, you know, he and he, um, He's basic, you know. But when he retires, you know, it, it, I don't think he'd be able to leave the club more more often than then So I think, you know, I know that uh, when I interviewed Kevin Keane, I asked him about Mark as being a coach, um, and he was like, "He's he's a really good coach he's, for the kids. He's, he's he's brilliant." I keep telling right. him, I keep telling him, but he's concentrating on on, on playing, playing at the moment. So, <laughs> and and there is there is a, a raft of new of sort of old players, isn't there? Sort of coming to the. The sort of the setup yeah. recently obviously you've got Potsy That's 23 right. you've got Kev the 18s, you've got Colton, you've got Zavon, you've got Conch, you know, it is. And so, there does seem to be this sort of um wave to get more, more West Ham ex West Ham boys in the staff, you know, obviously Kevin yeah. Nolan, obviously. right? So, yeah,
2: because it brings back, like we said earlier, about the whole community thing, about the whole spirit of West mm-hmm. Ham. It, 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 it maintains it. I mean, we were a club. We're always promoting from within in, in terms of managers, Ron Greenwood, mm. John Lyle, et etc., yeah. Billy Bonds, and so on. And then we kind of lost our way, then, didn't we? Uh, you know, after that, we had uh, Macari, you know, come in to manage us, and uh, a few other. Yeah, We've had some relative successes Pardew yeah. was success yeah. I think uh, But we've had some And people have often said in the past Yeah well that's because they're not West Ham And they don't understand West Ham And there might be an element of truth in that You know mm. for some, some of the players or managers that we've had So yeah I do hope uh, I do hope uh, Noble stays with us In, in some capacity yeah, yeah
1: me too me too. But well, we'll put Mark in Okie dokie Let's go up front then Stelios Who's your first striker?
2: Another one from the past, uh, and again more for sentimental reasons rather than anything else, is Clyde Best. Yeah, Um, you know what was he? Our second black player, um, or well, he was the first black player I remember playing for West Ham. You know, uh, and uh, it couldn't have been easy for a player like that coming coming into uh, um, playing for. Uh, playing in England, um, yeah. you know the, the racism that was going on in the seventies was absolutely rife, and mm. you know, and, and Best used to get it from all angles. And yeah. uh, but it was a, it was a very, um, well, not not the greatest striker we've we've ever had, but uh, a decent player, uh, you know, solid, a solid player, someone that you want to, yeah. you know, push push the defenders around up front. Mm. And I, I remember the way he played. It was you know. Not the greatest of touches, not the greatest of goal scorers, but a, a brute force up front. And uh, mm. yeah, sense, purely for sentimental reasons, uh, Clyde Best. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, you reckon. I know what you mean. That, that sort of battering ram, sort of striker, sort of has, as, again, been lost in the game, really. I mean, you think... Yeah. Drogba probably the last one I can really think of who's you know who was a bat. I mean he would just batter the, the you know I mean Halak you know he's big enough but he doesn't but he's more of a he's too slight. he's more too like silly. yeah he likes to drop <laughs> off doesn't he he likes to yeah. you know he likes but um, no yeah no Clyde Best and I can't, I can't remember I think it was Jackie Hughes or something like that when she, her, she said that she would you could hear him like ran it because it was like she was on the you know if he was in the chicken run or the, or the west you could hear it, it was like thump it was like a horse galloping <laughs> yeah. it was so it was so like he was heavy powerful. yeah yeah such so a po- yeah. powerful not heavy such a powerful <laughs> powerful
2: instance. that's that's uh, what I'm people I've been.
1: aren't old they're experienced and people aren't heavy they're powerful that's they're been powerful. my excuse <laughs> I'm not heavy I'm just powerful I'm powerful, <laughs> I'm powerful. that's the thing um, right okay who's Clive gonna gonna partner up front him
2: well. There could only be one other striker for me in my era. Is Paolo? You know, yeah. um, a maverick, uh, uh, a, a lunatic, uh, yeah. a madman, uh, but an absolute genius. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I, I think you know. It's, it's really ironic. One of my best memories of him was when he caught the ball against um, yeah,
1: Everton. Everton.
2: Yeah. You know, and and just that show that just that. You know, I mean, I, I remember uh, Red was interviewed afterwards and going, What was he doing? We needed to score a goal and stuff like that. And he just caught yeah. the blood. And that was only someone like Decanio could do that. You know, mm. like, um, but I mean, the memories he gave us again, you know, I, I, unfortunately, I wasn't there when he scored that fantastic goal against Wimbledon. I would have loved to have seen that live. But uh, he scored some memorable goals against Chelsea, against Arsenal, and, you mm-hmm. know, teams like that. And,. Just the whole way he played another another player with passion. Again, again, you know, I I think what he loved about us is that we gave him a chance after everything that happened, and he paid us back in you know in abundance. And uh, just just a fantastic character, a fantastic player, and you've got to put him in your team, haven't you? (laughs) Yeah,
1: You, you you've got to, and you're right. He was like you know we, we say it quite often but he was you know he was box office wasn't he again he was. part of that crazy era but he was just he just he made you he was one of the several players there who just made you yeah you you go to the game with a smile on your face because you don't know what's yep. going to happen. You don't know what's going to you know, happen. Some people said recently, you know, <laughs> there was one guy I interviewed and he said, "Oh, West Ham's a bit. Last couple of seasons have been like a chore, but obviously it's a chore he wanted to do again and <laughs> wants to get back." But I know, I know what he means, you know. And I, I think it's football in general. Again, it's like I don't know. I've just sort of this whole sort of period has sort of made me reevaluate where we are with football, and I just think it. Yeah it's an entertainment, you know, yeah, it's a sport and it's a professional sport and people earn a lot of money, but you know, we want to be entertained, don't we, as fans? Absolutely. And, and, and it's not about winning for us.
2: Yeah. And that's what it's always been about with West Ham. You know, yeah. what we love, I mean, we've all, I mean, every West Ham fan will say the same thing. What we love is, is a player that will give his all, even mm. if we lose, we, you know, we, we just love players that would just wear the shirt with pride. And I know that sounds a bit cliche, but you know, it, doesn't matter if we get battered if if those players out on the pitch have actually put their effort in and we get battered we'll applaud them because we've gone right it just yeah. wasn't our day yeah, right. it's when we lose and we lose in a in a really sort of you know dull way and and you feel that the players haven't actually given any 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 oomph in their in their efforts so that's when we get upset um because i mean there have been games we've we, i'm sure you and i have been at where we've won and we've gone god we were just like you yeah. Know, shouldn't have won that should we you know we're just like we're lucky or whatever and yet there have been games where we've been battered and we've gone well done lads you know and it's the irony that's that's what West Ham's about you know it's about of course we want to win everyone wants to win but it's about the passion it's about the players showing passion and Players like Decanio, you know, showed it with abundance, didn't they? <laughs>
1: yeah, no, you're right. And it, I mean, that's when you look at the, when you look at the current squad. You know, I look at um, you know, in terms of the positives of the current squad. You know, bringing in someone like Bowen. He's he's a t- he's got that already. He's got that perception that he will run it, his you. bloody socks off, really. yeah, and Suchek it. as well. I think Suchek's the same. He'll yeah. run his bloody socks off, and I think that's that's yeah. all we want is a player who can give you a chance as well. And absolutely, and yeah. you're right. You know, before not always been the case with signings and stuff, but they both come in. And you're thinking, you know, this is two solid players, and I think they're gonna. You know, yeah, obviously someone like Bowen, I think, you know, he was young, hungry, British, you know, British winger, very similar to, I got the same amount of excitement when Ashton came in, you know, he was that sort of person. Yeah. I think that's, that's sort of where we need to be aiming for. I think, you know, cause
2: Absolutely. these guys yeah. getting
1: built up and, and, and we'll get a team again. And, um, and yeah, I, I know what you mean about the, the passion and stuff, but yeah, we all like to win. Um, but you're yeah. right. It's like we know, but the thing is, we know we're not going to win the title. We, you know, we, a good cup run, that's what we like. And a good
2: cup run is what we'd like to have. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah. 40 points nice and early mid, you this, know, sort of February. The mark.
2: irony. The irony, our better seasons, I mean, not that I wish it, but our better seasons have been when we've been fighting for something, when we've been in the yeah. championship, for example, yeah, yeah. fighting for promotion. And we've had some great seasons when we've been in the, in the, in the division down, you know, and you, you see the, you know, the, the, the absolute um, determination. Mm. And we, we're, I think we're the kind of team that we, we, we go up and, and because we know we're not going to win the league, I think we become a little bit, complain- oh, if we sit comfortably in the mid-table. But that's where the complacency starts to get you into trouble. Sure, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then you, all of a sudden you start, you're fighting relegation more than you're trying to fight for, you know, a European position and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that mentality, you know, needs to change. And like you've just said, with players like Bowen in now, uh, I think maybe that might be the turning point for us. So, yeah. uh, fingers crossed. I, I think we'll survive. Um, oh, I, I do. <laughs> I've,
1: I've got no doubt. I've got no doubt we'll survive. I, I think. I think it's horrible what's happened in the world, and you know we can't. You know, everyone knows it. You know, but I think for us, um, going back to empty empty stadiums and stuff, fighting relegation. You know, it's up to the players now, isn't it? So it's yeah. not. So that no one can say, "Oh, the fans were getting on our backs," or the fa- or we were given. You know. It's it's actual players. They've that, pressure, now they like, that yeah. pressure, and I think that'll make a big difference. Yeah. Um, and I think what will happen is you're you're right about complacency. I think you're going to end up those those sort of middle tier teams. They're going to be complacent because some of them yeah. will be on the beach already. And you know we already yeah. know, like it came out the other day about uh, what's his face Ryan Fraser's not going to be signing a new contract for for Bournemouth. Um, so they're one of our major. Major sort of, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there, you're yeah. going to get lots of those, and you're going to get some more like Newcastle. I think they're going to get dragged in, and it's going to be really, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Basically, it's yeah, going to be a crazy I agree. Set I agree. of, of results. and um, still we we'll have something to moan about. Then we should have some <laughs> more, at least you'll have some more content to talk about on Irons United. So that'd be all good.
2: Well, we'd like you to come on. I don't know. If yeah, I'm yeah. On spoke will, you about I'll, it,
1: I'll be yeah. on. I'll, I'll, I'm going to come on definitely, um, and uh, and give my give my views. Um, Excellent. Brilliant. And uh, and Stelios, it's been great chatting to you, man. It's been really good. Thank
2: you. Thank you. So thank you. been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching. Um, you know, the standard thing, like, share, subscribe, you know, comment. Got any suggestions of people you want me to try and get on the channel, give us a shout as well. Um, obviously, all the love, support, tweets, messages. I, I Read everyone. Appreciate everyone. Um, it's really overwhelming at times. Um, and um, from me and Stelios, take care, everybody. Stay safe. And we'll see you all very soon. Bye-bye.